You are listening to the Tenth Men podcast, where we discuss the ideas, theories, and principles to help you live a wealthy, healthy, and happy life. My name is Harish, and I'm a third-year medical student. And my name is Felix. I'm a graduate entry medical student and content creator. Hey, 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 and welcome back to another brand new episode of the Tenth Men podcast. This is your co-host Harish here. And as usual, I'm joined by your other co-host Felix. Say hi, Felix. Hi, guys. And today's topic is going to be pretty different. We have now moved away from the medical subseries. Today's topic, one would consider it as pretty abstract. It is about how to form friendships. This topic is easily overlooked by many people nowadays. But we are going to analyze this topic in different layers today. So the way we will tackle this topic today is first, we will look at why should one look out to form friendships. Followed by that, we will look at how can you identify long-lasting friendships. And to end off, we will talk about what can one actually do to form friends because I feel that's something that people don't usually talk about. So to kick us off, Felix will answer the first question. So could you tell us, Felix, why should one actively look out to form friendships? At least your perspective on it. Before I explain why you should actually look out. to make long-term friendships i wanted to actually define what friendship is you know friends on a very basic level you know they're what essentially make life pretty legit especially if you're a university student right and if you're away from home they're the closest people to you that can offer support emotionally as well as proximity wise they can give you the feedback that you need and also you know you can share a ton of memories with them and the mutual enjoyment is always better than you just doing stuff by yourself and you know it's not as nice right but beyond that they're also your troop they're your trusted squad they're your closest members right and because of this you can trust them okay to help you out with anything that's really important to you right and they can be honest with you and you listen to them and the thing is when you have a really good troop of friends you are in a situation where you're surrounded by people that only want the best for you that will act and advise you and decide in a way that is in your best interest and that's just such a great way to live life and that's why you want to go for friends right now as to exactly why you should form friendships i think i've got a couple of reasons so has harish so what we'll do is harish can kick it off and then i'll do my reasons and then we'll go back and forth so harish why don't you kick it off Yeah that sounds good. Uh before we jump into the answers for this I would just like to point out the first time we ever conceived the idea to form a podcast was based off on this topic like you know we were sitting in the common room we were talking about yeah what form friendships. So after this long conversation both of us had we decided to do this podcast. So now getting back to the topic anyways. My first reason why uh you should actually look out is because university is one of those crucial turning points in your life where you can actually form long everlasting friendships that's what i personally believe because for me it's a very crucial factor as an international student because i'm thousands and thousands of miles away from home and i cannot just purely depend on my friends back in singapore i have to go out and form friends within the uk itself and that's why you have to constantly adapt to the environment and form a new friends i'll be honest when i first came to newcastle i was a bit stressed I couldn't form any new friends. I usually attributed it to the fact, oh yeah, medicine is a very long and arduous course. You can't actually form friends. But that was just me running away from the problem. Because one thing everyone has to understand is, apart from physical needs, everyone on top of their physical needs also have psychological needs that has to be met. The need, the sense of belonging they need. 
is very crucial for every human being because at the end of the day, most people, most human beings are actually social humans. They need to depend on each other. That's how we function as a society. So just to give you an example of the importance of how we depend on friends or the society, I would like to just uh, talk about a small little story from this guy who gave this talk called Johan Hari. He talks about why people get anxiety and depression. So, I mean, don't worry, I won't go into detail about, you know, about anxiety and depression. It's just a very small excerpt story. So he attributes to why people get anxiety and depression to loneliness. That's what he says. So he gives this story about this Cambodian farmer who's a rice field farmer. So what happens one of the days he was out in the field and then he stepped on a landmine accidentally and in the process he blew up his leg. So after that he recuperated, they gave him an artificial leg but from that day onwards he could never work as well as before. So he was really sad, his financial situation was going down the drain and then he was becoming more depressed. So... At that point of time, the Cambodian doctor was like, okay, I'm going to give him some antidepressants. But the society stepped in and said, no, we will handle this. They claimed their form of antidepressants is them actually mingling with the farmer. So what they actually did was they sat him down. They talked to him about his problems. They listened to his worries and everything. And as a community, as a society, they realized that they need to offer him a solution for his problem. So what they did was, since he can no longer work as a rice field farmer, they bought him a cow so that he can become a dairy farmer. And from then on, he actually improved his uh, mental health, his financial situation improved, and he was in a better state at the end of the day. The reason why I told you this story is just to show the importance of how a society can actually help you out in times of need. That's the reason why you need to actively look out for friendships. And the reason why I also chose this article, like this TEDx talk, is because students are very prone to developing mental health problems during university. And that's the reason why I chose this article as well. You have to realize from the evolutionary aspect wise, back then, people actually lived in tribes. They actually depended on one another. So it's intrinsically part of ourselves to actually depend on one another. But in this current age and world, technology has split us apart. We have tribes actually existing in social media groups in Facebook and Instagram and in Snapchat. That's not how it's supposed to be. So that's why you have to actually form friendships, not just through social media, like, you know, physically. That's the importance of why you have to form friendships. I mean, the main point, what I'm trying to say is, apart from the giggles, friendships have a deeper psychological impact. What do you say to that, Felix? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree about the whole try point. The lone wolf dies, but the pack survives, right? Yes, yes. Quote. Okay, great. Yeah, so my first point is very similar to yours in that essentially friends provide support they provide a lot of shared memories and also they provide a feedback loop which i think is really underrated right so there is this like common idea that i've heard a lot of people sort of say oh you should not care what anyone thinks about you etc etc but there's an interesting idea in the chimp paradox which was a book written by an ex sheffield medical school dean where he says that you shouldn't care about what most people think okay right? So that's different to not caring what anyone thinks. You shouldn't care about what most people think, but you should care what about what your troop thinks and your troop being your sort of group of friends, right? Now, the reason is when you live life, you need a feedback loop. You need someone to see you're deteriorating when you're not aware of it by yourself and just knock you out of it, say, you know, this is not good for you. You need to sort of be knocked out of that negative loop, right? And in this case, these close friends, your troop, if you choose well, and if you choose correctly, then they will only advise you, like I said, 
on things and they will only make decisions and then they will only say things that ultimately are in your best interest. And what this means is that let's say you're doing something, right? Whatever it is, and you think this is the best thing that you've ever done, okay? And one of your friends come up to you and say, dude, what what are you doing? This is not good for you. Like I can see it clear as day. This is not good for you. Because he's this person is part of your troop, even though they say something you don't like, you will still listen to them and you'll definitely reconsider your decisions. And you really, really give it a lot of thought before you say, no, this is exactly what I want to do. It's the same thing with parents, right? You know that parents, right, they will only do things that are good for you. And because of that, even if you're like 95% sure that whatever it is you're doing, right, it could be like going out on a day where it's clear that it's sunny, right? And your mom, right? This has happened to me before, right? My, your mom will be like, just just take the jacket. And I'll, I'll just be like rebellious and be like, no, you can't tell me what to do. But to be honest, like five minutes later, I'll like sneak <laughs> and go grab a jacket just in case, right? And the reason I do that is because I know she only advises me and she only says things and makes decisions in my best interest. So if she says, take a jacket, she's not, she's saying that just in case it rains. And the thing is, when you have people like that in your life, it means that even if you do make mistakes, they can come up to you and they'll say something and you care about what they say, you listen to them and you you can trust them to give you advice that's in your best interest, right? And it's the same case. So if I was doing something, right, like something dumb, but I I think that it's the best idea ever, you know, Harish won't like let up he would just be like what the hell are you doing man you know he wouldn't he wouldn't sort of like tiptoe around and be like you know you should reconsider maybe you should do this he'll be like no stop what you're doing (laughs) this is a stupid idea right and that's so so valuable and the reason he can do that and i don't get angry is because i fully believe and i fully trust that whatever he says and whatever he uh, advises is in my best interest and that's what happens when you have a good solid troop around you that you trust so that's my first reason for why you should make friendships. Well, my second reason is because friends actually define who you are. Well, I mean, this is something that people also don't believe in this. But let, let me just give you an example of a long-term impact. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air right. or the Friends TV show. And, you know, seven seasons or like ten seasons. After those seasons, you realize that you actually speak in the same manner. I don't know. I've realized it so many times as well oh, as my friends. That's so legit. That's literally, that's my third rule. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Because you start emulating them after a certain point. You unconsciously start following what they say. Yep. The whole reason behind it is because you mingle with your friends for longer periods of time. So in the end, you started exhibiting the same character. Mm. So there was a study that taught us uh, during our medical year one lectures, I think. Mm-hmm. Year one or year two, I'm not sure. Basically, it shows how a person interacts with the society from being a child all the way to a teenager. So as a child, he would usually be very close to his parents. After school, he'll go to go up to his parents and tell everything that happened in the school. Mm-hmm. But once he starts reaching the age of like 15 or maybe even 13, they start to go, grow closer to their friends mm-hmm. because they feel like their friends are the only ones who could relate to them more. Mm. Because, you know, when someone is in the rebellious stage, I'm pretty sure every other friend has gone through the exact same thing. And they're like, oh my God, these parents don't understand anything, man. <laughs> and that's how you get this friendship start, start starting to grow and stuff. So it shows that as you grow older, you actually place more emphasis on your friendships rather than actually your parents. So eventually, 
you'd actually start to emulate your friends more than that. Thinking about it logically, you spend most of your time in school. You just come home like to sleep and eat. That's about it. Because when you come back home, probably just going to be doing homework. Maybe you just even play a couple of games on the PS4. You hardly even interact after a certain point of time. Mm. <laughs> so the most impact that anyone has in your life is the people who you are interacting with at school or in the university or in any lectures, basically. Mm. So that's the reason why I personally believe friends actually define who you are. And the best part about this is as you place more emphasis on your friends and you start to grow together as well, so you emotionally mature together as well. And that's the point of time where you start to look out for each other. As Felix said, if someone goes down the wrong path, they'll they'll immediately call them out and tell them that what you're doing is wrong. So I think that's why I would personally say friends define who you are in the long run. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like my my rule, like the thing I want to add was that there is this saying where it says you are the sum or the average of your closest five friends. So take this as like an interesting thought experiment, right? So take your five closest friends or six closest friends, whatever it is, right? And think about all of their characteristics and think about, I don't know, uh, you can think of it in different lifestyle factors, the music they like, the shoes they wear, etc. And see how similar you are. Because you may be the cumulative, so all of their interests to put together, or you might even be the average. So like, basically, if you take the averages and then you extrapolate all the average interests across everyone in that group, you may fit exactly in that group, right? So that being said, that's why it's so important to pick your pack carefully, right? Because your environment really dictates. And that's what Harish was saying, that your friends are basically a huge part of your environment. They'll make up and they'll take up a lot of your time in life. And that's not a bad thing, right? And because of that, they have a huge influence on you. And the other thing to notice, right? This is very similar to what Harry said. That's so weird, like how you came up with the same stuff, right? Is that if you notice how a troop of friends greet each other, welcome each other and say goodbye over time, right? They will all greet each other and say goodbye the same way. They'll pick up on these things. Right. And the same things continuously happens in other areas. It's almost subconscious because you don't realize the influence they have on you as being a huge factor in your environment. For example, right, I picked up the word noise from like this meme ages ago. Right. And I always type it in chat. And now Harish, <laughs> Harish uses it all the time. Right. So without even realizing it, you pick up different things. Right. The same way I've picked stuff up from him, uh, like his signature caps lock. Ha ha ha, right? <laughs> uh, so use this thought experiment and see how similar you are to your friends and see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But yeah, so that was the thing I wanted to add. My second rule, right? Because the third rule I've just covered is friendships, right? In a way, are compound return on investment, okay? So what this means is that a lot of great things in life come from compound investment. The same thing happens with money. So if you put in a little bit of money in stocks, over time in index funds, for example, in a couple of years, you're going to get a lot of money back, right? And the same thing happens with happiness, with health. So if you go to the gym an hour a day, eventually, you know, you're going to be extremely healthy. The same thing happens with habits. If you read Atomic Habits by James Clear, he focuses on these 1% improvements where you improve a skill 1% per day. So a friendship is also an investment because let's think about it this way. Let's say both you and your friend, right, become really famous businessmen, right? 10 years down the line, okay? And you've built a friendship and a friendship uh, means that you trust each other. 
and 10 years down the line, this relationship is priceless because the return on investment on the trust and the time you've invested in this relationship is huge. Let me give you an example. Think of it like, let's say that as businessmen, you get a $10 million business deal, right? Now, because you have this friend in this business industry, and this happens all the time with rapport, etc. Because you have this friend, you can just straight up be like, hey, do you want this $10 million business deal? Right. And you don't even have to think twice because you've built that trust. You've built that connection over 10 years. And every single year that interest compounds and the return on that in this case to your friend is $10 million. It's a $10 million deal and vice versa. When that friend gets a $20 million deal, they'll be like, hey, I'm just going to hand it to my friend because I trust him compared to someone else in the business market where they don't have many friends in the field. So they have to check background checks. Is this guy actually trustworthy? Will he betray me, et cetera, et cetera, right? But for you, you can just say, okay, $10 million. I'm just going to give it to my friend. And this happens throughout your life. It doesn't just happen with $10 million, 10 years down the line, right? It happens throughout your life, whether it's a restaurant meal, whether it's something that you buy for each other, whether it's concert tickets, et cetera. So it's a huge compound interest. Trust is such a valuable thing. So Having a friendship, investing your time in a long lasting friendship gives you huge returns. So yeah, that was my second and final rule, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, so my final point on why one should look out for, actively look out to form friendships is because we get too set in our ways. We get too comfortable mm. because most of the time we don't want to get out of our comfort zones we already have this, you know, set group of friends. Why the hell should I go find more friends? <laughs> that is the most common attitude you could find. But see, the thing for me is I was forced to find friends. I'll be honest. I mean, I was forced because if I'll give you a perfect example. If I was comfortable with having my friends back in Singapore and I didn't want to form any friends in UK, mm. I'll be honest, I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> Because if I hadn't actually, you know, reached out you know, to people, form friendships, I wouldn't have met Felix. I wouldn't be here right now doing this podcast with him right now about friendships. So true. I realized that people actually get too set in their ways. So you actually have to move out of your comfort zone because there are so many people out there that can actually, you know, vibe with you. And there's so much you can actually learn from them. Mm. So I would like to say like, you know, people actually live in a bubble like think about it from fresh prince of bella i'm sorry i'm just uh, like you know using this example because i'm watching the show now so carlton is from bel-air who's this very sophisticated guy he's a rich guy and um will smith is from philadelphia and initially looks as though they could never ever get together because you know he's from apparently the hood in philadelphia while you know carlton is more uh in the upper class but then, as the show goes on, you realize both of them are fundamentally very similar. Mm. It's just they come from different backgrounds. Mm. And that's the thing. Carlton only realized this until he moved out of his bubble. There are actually people who are exactly like him. Mm. And that's why Will Smith and Carlton eventually became best friends for the Dow the series. So basically, that was my whole reason why I say we need to move out of our comfort zones to form friends. Yeah, no, it's essentially like it comes down to picking like the right friends, the people that you want to essentially not maybe not be like, but that are similar to you in having similar ambitions, similar goals, because if you don't, your environment will not be conducive to whatever you want to do. Right. So one of the reasons why in a lot of 
cases medics hang around, hang around with medics is simply because they have so much in common, right? All medics are going to become doctors. So they will all be into things that helps them go towards that goal, right? So if you want to achieve particular things in your life, it would make sense for you to be with people that want to achieve similar stuff. It doesn't matter what you're trying to achieve, but if you align yourself with the people and the environment, essentially, because your friends make up a huge part of your environment, then you can help each other out. You resonate with each other. It's the same way, like, let's say you're a YouTuber and you live by yourself in a house and you're just making content by yourself. That could work. But if you're a YouTuber that lives in a house full of YouTubers, right, you're going to resonate with each other. It's like a resonation chamber. It's like an echo. You shout something into the void. It's sort of like an echo, right? If you're by yourself, you make content and it just goes out into the internet. Or if you shout something when you're by yourself, you know, you're not going to get a reply because you're just shouting into the void. But if you've got friends around you that want to do the similar stuff, you get something back because they want to do the exact same stuff as you and you resonate with each other. And in the end, all of you working together is going to get a much bigger outcome than if you're just working by yourself. So if you align yourself with people that have similar interests, similar goals to you, that can really work to your advantage. So, so that's why you have to pick your pack carefully to say it concisely. So, yeah. And it's the same thing when you want to grow with something, right? So let's say that you want to become the best runner, okay, in your little running club, okay? And let's say one day you beat the record, you're the best runner in that club, right? And the thing is, as long as you keep running with this club, you're going to be the best, but only in that club. But let's say you want to go to the Olympics, right? At some point or another, you're going to have to go to the levels as as hard as it is, right? You're going to have to level up and go to some other gym or some other club that's working at a higher level so that even though you're the slowest runner in this new club your time your time will be faster because you're competing against people that can run faster than you and therefore you grow so it's all about getting yourself out of the comfort zones whether it's through your friends or just other things in your environment so and now that we've looked at why you should actively look out to form friendships we can now look into how you can identify long-lasting friends and long-lasting relationships. So Harish, kick it off, man. So yeah, before we jump into like, you know, how you can identify that, I would just like to give my own personal classification of friendships. Ooh. I think that's important for that. So there's, there's one type of friend who messages you just for his benefit and then radio silence <laughs> until another issue comes up and then he needs your help. That's one type of people. Second type of people are the one who talks to you in a friendly way whenever you come across them in the street or in the lectures or something. And they are known as acquaintances. And then, thirdly, we have the people who are there for you through thick and thin. Mm. Logically speaking, people would obviously opt for the third type. So, to get this type of friendship, you need to find out what's the underlying foundation of this. That is trust. I know trust is a very abstract kind of topic it cannot really be quantified but how can one know there's actually trust so for that you have to understand trust is not something that is built overnight it's like you just meet this guy that clubs like yo what's up and the next thing you know you, the next day you're two best friends it doesn't work like that it takes time mm. so how do you realize that you guys have the trust honesty in my case that's the only thing i expect one of the main things i expect is honesty if you're doing something wrong, as Felix said before, if you're going down the wrong path, they would take time out of their lives to offer you 
their honest advice on why it is wrong because in this fast paced moving world no one would actually stop and look back to actually help you but if a person actually does that for you you know that's actually a friendship that is worth keeping because no one in this fast paced world I'd like to just reiterate that no one would actually step back look back and then actually try to help you so usually most people tend to sugarcoat issues but the friendships that are actually worth keeping are the ones who actually sit you down and actually offer you their honest advice take time out of their lives to offer you their honest advice and there's just one more factor that i know that i can from which i can identify a long lasting friendship a friend doesn't expect anything back from you that is my that is my final thing on like this question just these two one they're honest another one is they don't expect anything back from you these two are good enough for me to have a long lasting friendship that's all i expect from a friend because as far as they're honest with me down to earth they don't sugarcoat anything and they don't expect anything back from me i'm good to go what do you say felix yeah so i think for me i agree with a lot of your points but i think the easiest way right i'll tell you the easiest way to find friends all you need to do is you go on buzzfeed and you do this quiz right and it tells you what sort of what sort of donut you are and then all you need to do right is just find people that are like you know chocolate sprinkled donuts or whatever donut you are and bang <laughs> yeah so i agree with harish on most of these things but for me i think there are three basic heuristics that i use i heard these from someone called naval ravikant a long time ago and i agree with them wholeheartedly and i use these to find long lasting friends and also just generally good people and i think it can even extend to having a life partner now i don't want to prescribe anything specific like super specific here you know like the way the person uses like knife to spread butter or some crap like that right but these are the three things that i tend not to compromise on when i make a friend because i think they're pretty reasonable and even though i don't expect anyone to be perfect i think things will become self explanatory while i go through these so the first rule is high integrity right which basically means how trustworthy is someone how much can you trust them because if you think about a friend okay if you think about a flatmate for example you are essentially explicitly trusting them to not do something bad to you while you're sleeping or something right because they have so much access to you you're very vulnerable to them right and you are essentially giving them a huge amount of trust and people don't think about this and that's why you need someone to be extremely trustworthy they need to have high integrity right and obviously use your common sense with this because you know i'm not saying they should tell you everything and they should be honest about everything like you know if there's a surprise party you're not expecting them not to lie about it right but on the whole you want to nurture a level of trust because this is probably the the most foundational thing about a friendship and the best thing is in a couple of years time every single year all this time and trust and effort that you invest in each other by not betraying each other by trusting each other with bigger and bigger responsibilities 10 years down the line if you have a 10 million dollar deal like i said before you can just hand it off to your friend and not even have to worry about it you wouldn't even spare it a thought because you trust them and over that 10 years you've built that trust and that's why when long time business partners or long time friends when either one of them betrays each other it's such a big hit because it's you know it's almost like losing you know i don't know a billion pounds worth of stock or something i don't know it's such a big loss right so trust is such a huge part of a friendship and if you invest it correctly 
you're going to have so much return on it. So first thing is high integrity. The second thing is high energy, right? Now people get get it wrong. So I want to clear this up, right? People sometimes get this wrong. I don't mean like, you know, they need to be hyped up on sugar and like Red Bull and they need to be jumping off the wall every time I meet them. I think a good example of someone who's at high energy is Amelia Clark and also Chris Hemsworth. If you watch their interviews, you'll see what I mean. But this is precisely why I don't mean someone who, you know, jumps off the walls because they're full of energy. What I mean is sort of like radiance, okay? The best way I can explain this is, right, if you think about the sun, right, nuclear fission, right, is happening every single second on the sun, right? Things are bouncing around. It's absolute chaos in there. But what we see and what we experience is the radiance of that sun. It's the light the sun produces, the light that it overflows with and shines on other people. That is what I mean by energy. I don't mean like, you know, they need to be able to run five miles instantly. You know, that's not what I mean by energy. I don't mean like hype. I don't mean like, you know, just really jumpy and excited. I mean that level of radiance. And you can just tell when you meet someone that they are just bursting with light and they're sort of radiating that energy, even though they're not, you know, uh, running everywhere sort of thing. I hope that makes sense. Okay. And the last thing, is high intelligence. Okay, this is also going to seem very superficial, but let me explain it. By intelligence, I don't mean they need to be like Einstein. Okay, I'm not trying to say, oh yeah, you need to be of a certain like grade to be my friend. That's not what I mean. More often than not, what I mean is that they have the capability to reason things, okay, and weigh things up and ultimately make really good decisions. I appreciate friends who can make good decisions because they give me good advice, <laughs> good advice, and they have a very level and objective head on them. And people who can make good decisions, most importantly, they also have the capability to change and adapt. And what this means is that if you find a friend with all, all of these three things, right? It doesn't matter if they make mistakes. It doesn't matter if they forget something or mess things up they have the capability to change and adapt. And that's what ultimately matters, right? And the reason I said three things and not just one thing is because you need all of them there. Otherwise, so let's say some you get someone who is high energy, right? And they have high intelligence. Then you just get someone who's really motivated to like lie to you and betray you, right? You don't want that, okay? So what I look for is this trifecta and I feel like it works out well for me. So yeah, th those are my three rules. And the last thing I wanted to say is a disclaimer is that sometimes you get like super random friends, right? That have completely different interests to you. But even then you match with them and you get along with them just fine. You know, sort of opposites attract sort of thing. And that's fine. But even the friends that I have that are complete opposites to me, they all have these basic three things, high integrity, high intelligence, and high energy. And because everything else to me is secondary and they're much more variable and subject to compromise. And that's why I didn't want to get too specific. But those are the three things that I look for. I would just like to point out high energy is a factor that differs from people to people because some people might prefer low energy. Some people might prefer high energy. So you just got to take it with a pinch of salt because Felix prefers high energy. So that works out perfectly for him. So another thing is when Felix mentioned high intelligence, the reason why I didn't mention it is because, and I also think it's just a factor that's not really spoken by people because when I talk to people, I unconsciously look out for people with the similar moral values as me. 
So I think that's what he's trying to say because, you know, the trustworthiness, the honesty, it's everything comes down to the values as a person. And I personally am drawn to people who have such similar mindset to me. That's what he's trying to point out. So, yeah. And to the final question of this podcast, what can you actually do to form friends? Felix, kick us off. Now, the best advice I think I can give on this is that assuming that you're a reasonable, well-mannered and trustworthy human being that listens to people and has the capability to change, right? And obviously energy is a different thing. The thing I would say is just be truthful, okay? Be true to yourself. Wherever you go, whether it's, I don't know, if it's an app that finds friends for you, whether it's a form where you can get matched with flatmates, whether it's parties or events, right? Don't try too hard to fit in just because you want friends because what you will then find is that you'll just be in a group on people that aren't like you and you just won't want to hang out with them, right? And I think alcohol is a big proponent of this. This is a sidetrack. I'll just quickly say this is that there, sometimes there are just instances where people will drink alcohol because uh, they can't bear to hang around with these group of friends unless they're drunk, right? There are instances like that as well. But in all cases, just be true to yourself because when you put your true self out there, you will attract and you'll find people that are like you, okay? Like, for example, let's say you have a very niche interest, right? It could be, I don't know, puppeteering, okay? <laughs> if you make yourself out, when when you go to parties, etc., freshers, wherever it is, if you say, oh, you know, I'm, I, I like puppeteering, maybe people may see that as unusual because it's not common. But this could work into your advantage because maybe there's only two people there that likes puppeteering just as much as you do. But because you've been true and upfront with whatever it is that you are interested in, you find those two people, okay? You don't just hang around with these people that don't like what you want, but you just decided to act like them because you wanted to fit in, right? And I promise you, at the end of the day, finding those two people and being good friends with them is much better and much more enjoyable than having 50 friends and none of them are like you. None of them have the same interest. You're just with them just because you wanted to fit in. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, correct. That's right. That's right, Felix. And um, my rule is pretty simple. Don't actively look out for friendships. So that that's my only one rule because most of the friendships that I've formed in my lifetime is not because I've gone out to a person and be like, can I be a friend? I have never done that. I mean, it can work out for some people. Mm. Yeah, because they're just open. They're just very forward with people. It can work out for some people. you got to find out what your style is, but it's not my style to go up to a person, be so open. Mm. So usually what I do is put myself out there, go to social activities. Like the first foremost thing you can do in the university is actually attending the Freshers' Fair mm-hmm. or going to like, you know, society meeting, join a brand new society like photography club or like, you know, any uh, society there is and put yourself out there and then you can start to mingle around. So yeah, it does come at a price because if someone is like an introvert, you have to go out of your comfort zone and actually mingle around with people. Mm. But thing is, it'll eventually pay off. So yeah. Uh, the only thing, the only rule I would say is don't go around, for me at least, don't go around asking people, do you want to be my friend? But rather just let nature take its course. Mm-hmm. And also try to be open-minded mm-hmm. because nowadays people are usually very judgmental. Mm-hmm. They judge a person before they even talk to them. And that's one thing that everyone should avoid because, you know, basically judging a book by its cover, you shouldn't ever do that. Mm-hmm. Talk to the person, find out about them. 
and actually put yourself out there. That's my only advice to people who are actually looking out to form friends. Don't be disheartened that you couldn't find any friend. Just let nature take its cause and you'll eventually end up with the best group of friends there are. That's what I would like to say on this matter, actually. Is there anything you would like to add, Felix? Yeah, so as closing thoughts, I just want to add the best events sort of, especially if you're at university, there's plenty of events. Just go to freshers, go to taster sessions, etc. And go to society events, things that you're interested in, whether it's photography, I don't know, whether it's like gaming, etc. Just put yourself out there and expand your circle. And then I also wanted to add, you don't want to expect people to be perfect, okay? Because people make mistakes. If they fulfill that base criteria, I know that there's potential in them to have a long-lasting friendship. And the thing is, my last criteria, which was high intelligence, often that means that they have an immense capability to change, which means all the small things, right? All the small things, all these small mistakes, they're all fixable because they will actively listen to you and they will change and they'll improve or they'll compromise. And that will lead to a long lasting friendships because no friendship is perfect. You're, you're going to have problems. But having those three things really helps just continually fix and continue to improve. And the second thing is, Harris said something about not expecting anything from your friends. And I think there's a really important thing to touch on because I think in life, we always have a lot of expectations, you know, and we need expectations sometimes, you know. For example, when we go to the bus stop, we expect the bus to arrive at a certain time. When we turn on the lights, we expect the lights to turn on because we just use a switch. You know, we don't know how the wiring works. We just expect things to happen. And when things don't go as planned, that's when we kind of get sort of worried and anxious. In terms of friendships, if you extrapolate that, I think it you can't expect anyone to do anything, right? You can't expect anything back almost any time in life. But the clincher is that there are sometimes reasonable expectations that you can have of someone. It doesn't mean that they're going to do it, but it's reasonable to expect it to happen. For example, if I wait for a bus, it's reasonable to expect that it's going to come on time. But there could be a traffic jam. There could be a power outage. It could crash, etc., etc. So the same thing with friends. It's reasonable for me, at least, to expect them to have, you know, high integrity, high energy and high intelligence. Again, I just wanted to emphasize these rules aren't set in stones because in this friendship, mistakes can happen. They can do things wrong. But that capability to change means that in the long run, the relationship will stand. But yeah, those are my things. And just to add on, I would just like to point out that you would have to personally, before you go around forming friendships, I think you have to discover yourself first. I think that's first and foremost important because you need to understand what type of person you actually are. Like, um, find out what your base values are, what your beliefs are. So that would, I think, that would ease the process of you finding a friend. I know it's a very abstract topic. Saying like, you know, it can help you find a friend. It's not something that I've ever expected myself to say. Mm. But... I, th- I believe like such advice can help people who, you know, especially freshers who are going to come into uh, the university in the September uh, month, October month. I think this would really, really be helpful for you guys. And, uh, have reasonable expectations, like as Felix said. And also, I would just like to point out, this is just my preference. Uh, I would, as Felix said, I would like to surround myself with people who have high energy, who always like to uh, be positive, that kind of thing. And in my case, that means I hate to surround myself with pessimists. 
So it can vary from different people to people. Some people are okay with that. For me, it's just when I'm doing something and when someone just talking about it in a very negative manner, I think that would affect my energy level and how my mindset on how I'm doing a work. So as at the end of the day, I think it just comes down to finding out what type of person you actually are. Because if I'm surrounding myself by pessimist, it could affect the way I work. Just to add on about the energy thing, people sometimes find it very confusing what I mean by this. So in a nutshell... I like friends who are rational optimists. It means that they can weigh decisions. They can make really good decisions, right? It's almost like we have our head in the clouds, but our feet firmly planted on the ground, right? We're optimistic, but we're also rational. We're able to weigh things and we're able to change and adapt as we evolve. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I was trying to say. I just couldn't find the right word. There's the rational optimist. As I said, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Find friends are rational optimists, guys. Yeah, this is this is why you need friends, man. So I think this was a pretty long podcast. And before we move on to the usual tradition of one inside of the week, I would just like to summarize this entire episode. So this whole episode was about how to form friendships. It's such a very abstract topic. And I think we first define friendships of people who actually are there for you through thick and thin, or who would actually leave everything at the drop of a dime and actually come to your aid. And then we talk about how Friends actually define who you are and how you actually have to move out of your comfort zones to actually move, make new friends. That was a case for me because, you know, as an international student, I have to get out of my comfort zone. And according to Felix, these are the three things that you actually need to find long-lasting friendships. The first one is integrity. So it's like honesty, truth, and there's also high energy. That means you have to find people who's pretty much on the same energy level as you that's what i would label it as and as for the third one high intelligence people who have the similar moral values and can make correct decisions and finally to end off what can you do to form friends you just have to put yourself out there in like social situations and don't try to actively look out to make friends it'll just happen just let nature take its course and please be open-minded and do not be judgmental so yeah now on to the next segment of the one insight of the week felix will kick it off yeah so my one insight of the week is this website called 16 personalities right it's essentially this personality test and i know it's a bit like superficial and if you extrapolate all the stuff on the personality test to every part of your characteristic uh, every part of your persona then it's not going to be true but it's just an interesting thought experiment okay so it's based off this thing called a Myers-Briggs type indicator where essentially it's personality types that are broken down into different characteristics. So for example, initiative, judgment, etc. So just give it a shot. And the funny thing is both Harish and I are the same. We got the same result for personalities, but we didn't know this until recently. So I just thought that was a funny thing. And if you find it out, just message me on Instagram or Twitter at Felix Pedro. I'll be interested to find out. It's a cool thing to have a conversation about. So yeah go check it out well my one inside of the week is about safe distancing in planes so right now i'm back in newcastle i have flown back from singapore and i thought you know the planes would be crowded as usual but surprisingly they have one space left in between each passenger there's an empty seat as a protocol for safe distancing mm. so for any international students who are planning to fly back to the UK, you are pretty much safe as much as you maintain your usual uh, personal hygiene. You're pretty much good to go. And the planes usually do take 
their necessary precautionary measures to keep you safe. Especially, I flew in Singapore Airlines and British Airways. It's not a sponsored podcast, but I can tell you, they are pretty safe with their passengers. <laughs> that so that pretty much ends our episode for this week. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to listen to more episodes, check us out on Spotify, Red Circle, iTunes, and basically any other popular podcasting platforms. You can find the podcast pages on Instagram and Twitter at the Tenth Men using the numerals. And to reach out to us personally, so me and Harish, you can find me at Felix Bajoy on Twitter or some variation of my name. And how about you, Harish? You can find me at Prabhuost, P-R-A-B-O-O-S-T. And that's the same for both Twitter and Instagram. And if you have a longer message, email us at officialtenthmen at gmail.com. Tenth written in numerals. And also I've been uploading like some of the notes and stuff to my website, which is felixpajori.com. So if you want to see anything right now until we get a podcasting website, things should be there. But yeah. Until next time, keep safe. Tenth Tenth Men out. out.